Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for episode 27 of the Justice Sec Podcast. I'm Jared Sandler. I really appreciate you listening to these conversations. If this is the first time, well, welcome. If you've Listen to several or just one or two in the past. Thanks for coming back. If you'd like to listen to more, you can find them easily, either on Twitter at Jared Sandler or just go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash SandlerJ1. And while you're there, I'd appreciate if you would consider subscribing. It's free and it helps. So uh, you can do a good deed and hopefully get some enjoyable content. The guy I'm interviewing today is named Cooper Reif. And you might not have heard of him, and that's okay You probably will hear a lot from him and about him moving forward, though. I met Cooper when he was a freshman in high school at our shared alma mater, Greenhill, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I was just finishing my time in Great Falls, Montana. It was my first post-college broadcasting job for the Great Falls Voyagers. My next job, which was going to be in Michigan with the Great Lakes Loons and an ESPN radio affiliate, didn't start until late February. So I had what for some people is a summer to kill, just happened to be more of a late fall winter. So I decided to help out at my alma mater, Greenhill, coaching alongside my high school basketball coach and a, a very close friend of mine, Jay Andrews. Well, Cooper was a freshman and he wasn't quite on varsity, but he'd sometimes practice with the varsity and He was a really, really good shooter. Not only that, he always made me laugh. But to me, Cooper Reif was the kid who'd stand in the corner and knock down three after three after three. And whenever he joined a conversation, you knew you were going to have a good time. Fast forward several years, and Cooper went to Occidental in Southern California. And it turns out he is now an award-winning film director and creator after his film won the big award in the 2020 South by Southwest Festival that didn't even happen. We talked to Cooper about his journey into the entertainment industry, the pandemic, and how that actually maybe helped him and the growth of not only his name, but his movie and the journey that he is now a part of. This is episode 27 of the Just a Sec podcast with my friend, Cooper Rife. All right, Cooper. So I always like to start with this. You can go in whatever direction you'd like. Okay. Uh, growing up, what were your hobbies, your interests? When you think back to your childhood, what what stands out? Influences? You don't have to answer all of those, but like, what are yeah. the things when you think back to your childhood that really jump out to you? I was a baller growing up. <laughs> I uh, I like to play basketball, and that took up a lot of my time. Like. In elementary school, actually. You know, the Texas Titans? Have you ever heard of that AAU basketball team? 
So that was like my big break. My first big break in life was in third grade. I played for the Texas Titans. And so I was like all about basketball through like second grade through like probably sixth grade. And that was like all of my memories from that time are just basketball and playing basketball. And um, then I started getting into acting. And so I went to this Dallas Young Actors Studio. This was like eighth grade. I, I don't know if I like looked online and was like, I want to I want to act, mom. I want to like do some acting classes. But but so I went to that studio from eighth grade to my senior year of high school. So it was kind of like basketball was my first main hobby and then acting. And there wasn't like any kind of, I didn't have a lot of hobbies. I was like a one track mind guy. It went from basketball to acting. And then I played basketball a little bit in high school, but I wasn't as passionate about it. But you could I shoot. I could shoot because I played my whole life, but like I wasn't, it would have been awesome if I really cared about basketball in high school. <laughs> but I, I was kind of the... I was like the, the white kid in the corner shooting threes. But you really can like for so that's how I know Cooper. Yes. That's how we met. Uh, we both went to Green Hill, and I went back for. I guess it was the it would be the equivalent of a summer screw around job, right. Before stuff gets real, except it because of baseball and my schedule, my quote unquote summer job was in the winter, right. And I went back and and coached, and it was my freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I met you. And at first, you were just this kid who was hilarious and made me laugh whenever <laughs> you opened your mouth. And then I was like, "Oh wow, he can actually shoot." Yeah, I was. I I uh, I think I I was always a shooter, but um, I also just wasn't that tall and I wasn't uh, athletically gifted at all. So I was uh, I was the shooter. Do you still play at all? Yeah, I yeah. Well, I mean, I try to. I go to like like I'll play at the park with my friends sometimes, yeah. but. I, I do miss it a ton. So, you know, I mentioned that you were, you know, from the minute I met you, like someone who would make me and, and other people laugh. Was that a quality you always had? Was that something that you, that, that started to develop once you started the acting program? Like how? No, I don't, I don't, I think uh, I've, I've become less funny, I feel like over the years. I think <laughs> when I was younger, I just um, was very ADHD kid who liked to, like to like people please and like to um and my family I'm like the, the person that makes people laugh when there's tension if there's tension not that there's tons of tension in my family <laughs> yeah. but um yeah I was uh yeah no I think you met me around my peak like I want to make everyone laugh phase that but, was the, okay, that was the yeah but yeah. as soon as I no really as I got into acting acting I think I became way less funny like I was on improv in high school but like by my senior year I think I I wasn't as funny because I didn't think about making people laugh as much. So you mentioned the the transition from you know really focusing on basketball to to acting and, and the entertainment side. When you first started, like I guess you know people will try hobbies and mm -hmm. they give it a, a window of you know however many sessions or days or months. It's like all right, it's just, I'm not feeling it, or yeah, I love this, or maybe I'm not sure, but I want to keep going. Right. What was it about your time uh, with that acting program that you were like, yes, like, I want to do this? Well, I think I just, uh, ultimately, I'm a person who, like, gets uh, obsessed, and, like, is, I'm, I, yeah, I'm a, an obsessive person, I'd say. And so, um, and I really think a lot of it was I wanted to play basketball, and then at a certain point, it was around like eighth grade when you realize, oh, I'm not going to be a great basketball player because my body is not 
built to be a great basketball player. And so I was like, oh, I can, I can act for sure. There's no uh, obstacles there in terms of my physical ability. But um, so I kind of just like turned into this like um, movie lover because like this, the studio was very much like film acting. And so um, a lot of the teachers there and like acting coaches were big on movies and I so I, I spent a lot of high school watching a lot of movies and stuff and um but yeah in high school from like my freshman year to really my junior year I was just into acting and like I did theater at Green Hill and um but then my senior year I think what happened was there was a we Green Hill hired a new I don't know if our old like theater director person uh oh retired yeah Miss Miss Rogers retired my junior year and then for my senior year they brought in this woman named Katherine Hopkins who was like hugely amazing and um she kind of I think right away like right after meeting her she was like we we put on this play like Our Town and it was great but she really was focused on um like cultivating these young artists in her theater department and um and so like I think that summer I had been like writing some like some scripts and and I was like, and one day I was like telling her about it. And she's like, well, what if we just like did a class, just you and me, where we talk about writing and we do writing assignments? And I was like, what? Okay. And so my whole senior year, I like each trimester, I like had like this course that was just me and Catherine Hopkins, just like, and, and, and she's an amazing writing teacher, but that's not what she went to Green Hill to do. But like, she kind of turned me into someone who loved to write and would write all the time. So, and then my the third trimester of my senior year, I actually did a play where I wrote the play, and then I also acted in it because I also still love to act. And so I think that's what led to, like, three years later, I'm making a movie that I wrote, and I'm also acting in it. Was that the the third trimester thing? Was that, like, the senior project yes. or whatever yeah, that yeah, you were yeah, able yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, Just curious. So the person who, or a person who helped cultivate my love for, for movies was Corbin Doyle. Yeah, uh, I'm just curious. So he's a longtime teacher at Green Hill. Yeah. And he wasn't as much on the theater side, but more did uh, film appreciation type stuff. Did you do any of that stuff? We. Or? What's so weird is we. I had this acting studio, and I was really into theater at Green Hill. And for some reason, we just truly never crossed paths. And it's so weird because Green Hill is actually known for their like film department. Corbin Doyle is like a big name at like South by Southwest, yeah. which is where my movie went. And so like people are asking like, oh my gosh, this kid from Green Hill, you must have like been making short films in high school with Corbin Doyle. And I was like, I'm not no. at all. <laughs> like I was like, I was just never interested in making movies. I was always interested in acting. And then my senior year of high school, Catherine Hopkins really cultivated my love for writing. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not like a filmmaker lover in that way. I'm not like, gosh, I love, Quentin Tarantino. Like, I'm not that person at all. <laughs> okay, so let's get into your film, House. Yes. Uh, and that's that's the proper name we were yes. talking before. So oh, well, we can say Crap House. If we're, no okay. cussing, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure what the rules are <laughs> on like the internet. I think we're fine, but I want to make sure people know the actual name. And, and we'll... Yes. But, uh, and it's been... So the, the, the journey of this film is incredible not just the creation of it but then 
your South by Southwest experience, which we'll get into, which, you know, totally was interrupted by the the pandemic and, uh, and and the highs and lows. We'll we'll get into all of that. I I guess I want to start with, and and I've read about this and I think it's awesome. You know, you, you, you hear from artists who their work is very much an extension of their feelings and their emotions and, Mm -hmm. You know, as opposed to me going and writing about aliens on Mars, right. not that there's anything wrong with that, but like, house is very much your story. And yeah. so, what was the? How did it all come about? You were having these feelings, which I'd, I'd love for you to explain. And then, all right, I want to take these feelings and maybe do something. Well, what's interesting is, so I, so like I said, I was really into writing, and so my like freshman year of college, I. Uh, was writing a bunch and there was like a time where I was like, I really want to, I went to Occidental, studied media arts and culture, which is like, uh, kind of like film critical theory. It's not, uh, you, you don't really learn screenwriting. You don't, I didn't go to school for film. I just outside of school was writing a lot. And, um, but basically what happened is my sophomore year, I had this TV show that I had written and it was like, I had a pilot and a Bible. And my plan was to, sh- to get people in Hollywood to read it. And, and my thought literally was, I was so naive and dumb that I was like, people are going to love this show and it's going to become a t- television show. And so I tried to send it to all these people. I had made like some kind of little connections here and there. Like I worked with this casting director. And I was like, this casting director is going to get this show into the right hands and it's, it's going to be awesome. But then at some point I realized how stupid that was. And, then, and it was like my spring break of my sophomore year where I was like, what if I... No one's going to read anything that I write because it's just no, no one takes that time to read something that some random kid wrote. So I was like, well, I need to make something. And so for spring break, my sophomore year. Well, can I ask you, did yeah. someone, was that just like you thinking and, and like doing critical thinking of how I can get exposure? Did someone like encourage you like, hey, you've got to make something because. I think, well, that's what everybody tells you to do. Like the. People that I look up to, who we can talk about, is the the Duplass brothers, and they're very big on like they they wrote this book, and the whole book is literally just saying, make your own movies, make your own movies. But the thing was, I like I said earlier, I'm not, I don't think of myself as a filmmaker at all. Like I think of myself as I love to write and I love to act, but like I don't. Putting a movie together was like the furthest thing from my mind, and it's not something that I really wanted to do. But then, that spring break, I was kind of like in this like place where I was unhappy and feeling desperate and I just like wanted someone to read Helen Harper this TV show so I was like I need to just make a movie to get people to read the show and so then I made this movie I wrote this script for this movie in five days that was the beginning of house like that movie that we made over spring break and to answer your question about how personal house is I the reason why I was able to write a script in five days was because it was just so personal and it was just like me telling my college story which is basically just the movie that we made over spring break and house like what it's about is a boy who's a freshman in college who's basically dealing with living in a crappy house for the first time in his life like he had a great childhood and had great safety nets throughout his first 18 years and then gets to college and is without a safety net for the first time but yeah, so that was what the Spring Break movie was actually about. It was really bad, and it was really poorly made because it was just me and my best friend and my girlfriend at the time. And so, like, we're literally, like, holding... It's so, like my friend who's never held a camera before is, like, holding stolen equipment from our college, and, like, you have to boom scenes, but we only have three people. So, like, we're doing scenes. Like, I'm in a scene with my girlfriend, and I'm, like, miking, like, 
doing the boom, holding the boom while I'm in the scene with her. So it was like a total show. But we, what ended up happening, I, I found a way to like edit it into something watchable, and I put it on YouTube. And my, which was my plan all along was to try to get it into someone's hand so they could read my show. And so I put it on YouTube, and then I tweeted the link to Jay Duplass, and the, the tweet literally just said, bet you won't click on this link and then email me after at crife at oxy.edu. And that night he emailed me and said, and like my tweet didn't say like what I want out of this. It was just like, bet you won't email me. <laughs> and so he emailed me saying, I won the bet. My wife and I watched your movie, and we liked it. Uh, if you ever want to talk about this sort of thing, we should get lunch. Because I, I, he didn't know what to say. Like, Yeah, you didn't you prompt, want. Yeah. Right, right. So then I emailed him back, and I was like, if this is Will, you're the worst. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but if this is Jay, we should get lunch whenever you want. And he's like, this is Jay. Let's get lunch this week. So we ended up meeting for lunch. and my, So my whole plan is to give him the TV show. Like That's the whole reason why I made. And at the time, it wasn't called. So it was called Madeline and Cooper. It was right. just about like a sophomore and a freshman. And um, so I gave him, so I brought to the lunch, like a total idiot, just brought this huge binder that was this Bible, like this TV show Bible. And I handed it to him. And I was like, I really think you'll love this TV show. It has nothing to do with the, the movie you saw, but like the reason why I made that was to try to get you to read this. And he was like, I'm going to politely decline. I don't <laughs> want to read this at all. But I think you should remake that movie. And my whole like reaction, because I made the movie to get this show right. read, so I was like, that's not why I'm no, here. No, no, this is not. Yeah, this is not what's important. And he's like, no, 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 no. There's something. You, you should make this movie with someone who's held a camera before and who, like, with a sound person who can actually mic you in scenes. Because there was something about it that, like, it really felt like three people made this movie. And so over the next year, of course, the next year, he helped me make Madeline Cooper into house and like I had because it's Jay Duplass he like got all these people to help me out okay so I've got a million questions from this I you know when when I was reading about this and, and there have been a lot of really cool stories that have been published about the movie and, and the journey and and you know various parts the tweet yeah so I'm not you know I'm in an industry where there <clears throat> I've got a lot more that I'd like to accomplish but there are people who were in my shoes in college, <clears throat> excuse me, who have reached out and they want, you know, hey, will you listen to my tape? Right, Stuff right. like that. And yes. one of the things they always ask is, you know, how do how do you stand out? How do you – and so what amazes me about the tweet, uh, you know how, like, I, I don't know, maybe you've never been in the situation. I know, like, when I liked a girl early on, yeah. I'd write a text and then I'd erase it. <laughs> right. Then I'd write a text and I'd erase it. Like, I'd want to make the perfect text. Yeah. Was that tweet like what I spent? I will. That tweet was truly probably four months in the making. Like as soon as I started the like had the idea to make a movie over spring break. Like when I started writing that script, my first thought was that tweet. Really, like that it, that wording. Not. I mean that wording. I think I probably mulled over for like probably a, a month. Like while I'm editing the movie, I'm thinking about. How am I going to get it yeah. into Jay's hands? Because you got to get it to stand out, right? Like, right. if someone ever tweeted me, like, bet you won't do this, I am 110% going to listen tweet. to the. Yeah. yeah, it's a good tweet. Like, that tweet, like, because yeah. if you, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to believe that, uh, you know, you think back, like, the domino effect of, like, your life, and that, like, you know, I'd like to believe that I'd find a way to have success if this didn't happen or if right. that. But, like, if you would have just had a generic, hey, I created this, I'd thing. really love, yeah, yeah like, right. 
that's I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah, and that. also, well, the other thing is I I there's millions of interviews with JD Plus online, so I I, I feel, felt like before I met him, you know these people, and so I think I something about like uh, what I thought of his sense of humor and like who I thought he was as a person. I was like, no way he won't click on this if I write this. Was he the only one that you sent that tweet to? Or yeah, did you that's send what, it to? That's okay. what's weird too is there was also something where I was like, I need to make this so specific and not just because if Jay were to have seen like, oh, he sent this to Mark too. Oh, yeah. he sent this to Judd Apatow too. Like there's something that's not as sincere. Like I want but, you. Right. And I and I think that had a lot to do with it is like the movie is not very watchable but like i think something about the tweet and something about the fact that he knew like i made this movie which he knows is to know what, what it takes to make a movie and then also know this kid made this for me to see i think that's why he kept watching that lunch with with jay duplass i so you mentioned already that you you gave him this binder mm-hmm. uh the tv show what harper what was it helen harper oh okay yeah. uh what what else do you remember about that lunch it was the best lunch of it was the best day of my my life probably like it we we hit it off in a way that because like I, I went into it right away like all i was thinking about was helen harper and so right away we started talking about it and right away he was like no 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 that's not why we're having this lunch and so i let the disappointment <laughs> go and then we just ended up having we we probably spent four and a half, five hours together. We, like, got lunch, and then we ended up, like, walking around his neighborhood and just, like, talking about... Because we just, like... We're very um, spiritually aligned. The things that we love and care about are very similar. And um, we also had, like, similar childhoods and, like, similar dreams. And for him, I think it was, like, talking to someone, uh, talking to a younger version of himself who, like, had all of the the passion and and I think that excites him and it reminds him like why he loves doing what he's doing and so we just had like this really amazing day and became really close friends and um like him helping me make house is just one part of like our really meaningful awesome relationship that we have that we like started that day so it was a really great day okay well so you mentioned that what else was important I, I hate to say like what else is important yeah. like oh, yeah, it's a yeah. transactional relationship no, no, but, yeah. like, but you know, that that relationship's obviously important to you, and it's not ending now that... Right, is... right, right. Well, like, just... I don't know. He's just a really good friend. And, like, he checks in on me, and we check in on each other. And, like, he knows everything about my family. I know everything about his family. We're not... I wouldn't say we're creative partners at all, but, like, we read each other's stuff all the time. And, like, he's constantly writing and constantly working and constantly... And, and then he trusts me to to read stuff and give him feedback and... Um, so we have like that creative friendship, but more than that, he's just like such a good mentor and like such a caring person who like wants to help me make a movie, but wants me also to like come out of it okay. Like he wants me to make the best movie, but also he knows like how hard it is to make a movie and wants to make sure that like I don't hate making movies after making this movie. So he's just always he we're, he looks out for me in a way that is really cool. At what point in the process did you have that first, like, oh, my gosh, like, this S is real? Like, Oh, uh, with the movie or yeah. with just Oh, the well, okay. Jer- I was thinking movie, but what were you? 
No, no, no. Yeah, with the movie or like just like with the fact that the movie was going to get made or like that the I movie guess. was good? Because there's a couple. Like, yeah, well, okay. If, if it's okay, all of the above. Well, so, um, well, when, obviously when I got an email from J.D. Plus, that was like a moment where I was like, it's my life about to change. And <laughs> that, sh that really was like a life-changing email. But it is, the interesting one is when I figured out that House was going to be a good movie because the process of making House was we didn't have any money and it was a nightmare. We ended up having to rush into it because we were trying to find a director for a really long time. Like we reached out to a lot of different people to try to direct this movie, which is people like people are like what you weren't going to be the director because I've like I've said on already I was not wanting to be a filmmaker and so I made that movie over spring break like I was I guess I was the director but like I. Um, that was just because there was three people. And so when Jay was helping me make it, we were like, the whole time we were trying to find someone to help us direct this movie. And a lot of times it was like, like Jay was like thinking about, should I direct it? But it became clear at a certain point, we were like coming into uh, the summer and we realized, oh, we have to start filming this a week before school starts back up because we want the first week of filming to be on a college campus or on a campus, ended up being on like a boarding school campus, but um, but we need that campus before it gets filled with students. So at one point, Jay was like, I think we're gonna have to do this next summer. And I was like, no, 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 we're not gonna wait. Like that would be this summer. And so I ended up saying, what if I just direct? And Jay was like, that's what I've been thinking all along, but it's just gonna be a nightmare because I was also acting in it. It was also like something that I had written. And so, and I was also producing it because we didn't have any money. So yeah. it wasn't like, we didn't have like tons of bodies. So we said, it's gonna be a nightmare, but I think that's a good idea you should direct. And so I ended up directing, but it was just, there was this vibe on set that we were making a movie that like, we didn't know if we were gonna finish. Like it was just, there was something about, like Jay, Jay, was, Jay was like the one thing about the movie that was like, okay, we can hold on to the, the fact that Jay's helping this movie get made. Like that's that means that it's gonna be okay. I think there was this feeling on set, like we're making a crappy movie, all right? Like this feels so out of sorts. But like, I think about the third day, I did. We did our first. It was the first scene between the two main characters, and there was just like something that happened where I like, realized, oh my gosh, like. There's like there's gold happening, and so from from the third day on, kind of went crazy because I realized this movie can be good, and so that made me work really really hard and be really, and it made me really obsessive about like getting that gold every day moving forward because I was like I know this can be good, so that's what made it even harder was like, like the first two days I think I was like I think I remember the first day I was like oh so this is how it's gonna be like it's gonna be a crapshoot we don't have any we don't have the support that we need we don't have like the money that we need. I just have to get through this experience and try to make like something. But then the third day when we had the scene, I was like, this is going to be freaking amazing, like amazing. And so moving forward after that third day, the actress playing Maggie is really, really incredible. And also the, uh, all the other actors too, like the person playing my mom is amazing. The person playing my roommate is amazing. And so having those actors, it kind of like, put this like fire in my belly that I was like, this has to be, this can be good so that like it might as well be really good. So that was, I think, the day when I realized I think this can be really good. And then in editing. Was Dylan like, Galula, is that yes, Maggie? Yes, Maggie. Okay. Yeah.
And then I think in editing too, like the second day that I got through the, like all of the footage, I was like, this is going to be really good. Okay. So doing an independent film and doing it as an unknown, you know, other than having like Jay Duplass in your corner, but like without like a track record, what were some of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome, whether it's getting like people to play these roles, like people that have, you know, like Dylan Galulo, I mentioned like, or was it, you know, location stuff? Like obviously the, I know the money part is, is not, is never easy, but what were some of the other challenges? Well, what's great. I'll start with what's great about being an unknown is you can just like, you said locations like it's usually really hard to get locations and also like you kind of steal locations sometimes because you don't have any money but it was really easy because i was an unknown who could just go around saying hey i'm making a student film and they're like yeah sure whatever like go and do your student film and um so that was actually really helpful and i actually jay like told me having me as your best friend in terms of getting actors but i'm it's don't ever mention me to like someone who you're trying to like so when we're trying to like find which college we were going to film on like he was like do not say my name because as soon as you say my name they're going to charge out the wazoo because it's jd plus so it was actually very helpful in a lot of ways but the the biggest challenge um it was actually really easy to get actors because i literally the way i got dylan was i instagram messaged her and was like and said jay duplass i said his name like 15 times in the message like do you want to do this movie? Jay Duplass is is helping make it. Jay Duplass is likes it. Jay Duplass, <laughs> but um, and so she ended up saying yes, and and I and the script is was I I think she liked and um, but the biggest challenge, like not to get too uh, deep about what making the movie was like, but the biggest challenge for me was just gaining trust, the, gaining the trust of the people that Jay Duplass got. Like, because I didn't get, J. Duplass's name is the reason why everyone was working on the set, why I got my DP, why I got the actors, why I got the, the, the awesome sound people. So, like, on the first day, they were looking at me with, with zero trust. Like, there was no, they saw how young I was, they saw how inexperienced I was, and they were like, oh, my God, where's Jay? Because Jay wasn't on set. So, like, they're looking around, like, who's the leader here? I had to be the leader and I, and it was hard. Like it was like, I wasn't a great leader. I'm not like a, I'm not a great leader. And, and in a lot of ways, yeah, that was like the biggest struggle throughout the whole process of filming was like not knowing how to gain their trust because I had never made a movie before. What, so what did you learn about leadership? Cause that is, I mean, you yeah. are in your role and shoot in your roles, plural, you are having to direct and that, obviously in title, but like you are directing, leading, guiding, and it's your vision, right? It's not there. So like, how, yeah, that's what's so hard yeah. is no one cares about, we just didn't have any money and there was no incentive to like, they were on board. People were on board, but they weren't on board. I cared so much, especially after that third day, like there was just something in me that was like, we need to get this, this specific gold. People were annoyed because like on the fourth day, I cared so much about not the vision, but like about, yeah, sure. The vision, I wasn't just getting through it and it was hard to get people on my same page. And I think what I learned is like, um, you need a a lot of money, um, to make a good movie because 
then people really want to be there and like or don't feel like they're doing you a favor because that's what happens when you're not getting paid a lot is it feels like yeah you you shouldn't be doing more than you need to be doing I, I was asking a lot of these people who were like working for nothing and so it was, it was difficult but I mean I, let me look more inward I I think I learned that um, it's important not to ever just be dismissive and never to like give up in terms of bringing people together because I think there were times a lot of times where I kind of gave up in terms of okay they're not on my team but I want to get this and like I'm in charge here so I'm just gonna like this is what's gonna happen whereas I should have guys I really care about this and I really think that it can be so good because I think if I really had done that they would have been more giving and more ready to give in a way that like because I was there were certain days where I was like, they don't want to do this. I'm the only one who wants to do this. I felt very alone in a lot of ways. So looking back and moving forward, I um, I think I'm always going to try to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Not that you did this for this particular reason and you don't strike me as a vengeful person, but I know when I was young, I had experiences where I know that people were doubting what I was doing. And I think of the growth that I was able to demonstrate and some rewarding conversations with people who admitted, I didn't think you were capable of this. I was wrong. Did you have any of those moments or have you had any of those conversations with people you worked with who are like, Cooper, you know, man, I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure, but I, I was wrong. And Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think literally everybody like i think it's i don't know if i've had a conversation where someone straight up said yo i had no faith <laughs> but um i think everyone is like ha is very confused like especially everyone that was on set who made the thing and, and knows like they know how big of a nightmare it was and so learning that like we got into south by southwest like the the initial news that we got into south by southwest i think really shocked every single person that was working on set and then when we won it was like huh like did he go and make another movie or what's going on (laughs) yeah i think every conversation i've had has felt like that is has felt like whoa i didn't realize that it could be something that people would like to watch so yeah it was crazy and even like the person who i love most like jay duplass i've had a conversation with him where he's like I was worried. Like, I was worried. But when he, he was, like, the first one to see, like, the initial rough cut, he looked at me and was like, this is going to be really good. And and I knew that, but, like, hearing him say that, because he's such a particular person, and it was such a rough cut also, hearing him say that was, like, everything. All right, so you mentioned South by Southwest, and you definitely didn't have a conventional journey into South by Southwest. So from getting the film in there to... Uh, there, I think there was like some momentum and excitement that, Hey, this film, like in an unconventional way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and then all of a sudden I remember I was at spring training, uh, when we learned that South by Southwest wasn't going to happen in a traditional way. And and one of my first thoughts was, was your film because of the conversations I was having with skin about it. Uh, and I, like I sent him a text. I probably still have it. It was like, what is this going to do? And, uh, and then a few days later, I think we both realized, wait a second, 
not that this is like a good thing, but this could end up still having some benefit because now these films that aren't getting these opportunities are going to get some attention. And it and seems like get so much attention and get so much kindness. Yeah, because everyone's been everyone's like, oh my gosh, these filmmakers, their dreams were dashed, and so they're just being incredibly nice about the movies and like like you're not going to see a bad review from they're not going to put poor salt in the wound so then you guys win an award best narrative uh it was like the grand jury prize for the uh feature yeah narrative i don't know narrative, so narrative was yeah. in there so okay yeah. yeah but it was like it was the like it was this yeah like it was big, the top yeah, award this yeah this is the like we're not talking like consolation prize. Here's no, your party favor. Like, like this is the yeah. we're raising the trophy here. Yeah. What has life been like since? I mean, it's, I'm sure it's changed a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's been crazy because I'm basically just taking like a bunch of meetings, like Zoom meetings, with like these crazy people who are just like like, what do you want to work on next? And like, luckily, I literally have. I still have Helen Harper, which I still think is great. So you still want to do that? Yeah, and that's what I'm working on right now. And so everything has come from the South by Southwest experience. All right, I want to get into Helen Harper and what's next, uh, but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some exciting news. Oh, house. yes, yeah, we gotta, yeah. We got to discuss yes. this. So, so yes, yeah, so we, okay, so this actually has not been released yet, but this 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 will be released right after. So. We so I haven't really even told anybody this, but house now has a home. So for the past like month since South by since we won, we've been trying to find a distributor for the movie. So we but the news is IFC bought house, and that's the news actually the the news that has really just like made me. Not only did I not think that that would ever happen, but like it's just so. Last year, my favorite, favorite, favorite movie was this movie called Diane, and it's an IFC movie. And then, like, before that, I think literally the year before, my favorite movie that year was this movie called 45 Years. And, like, they're both these, like, incredible, like, house doesn't even compare, like, incredible movies that lived at IFC because IFC is this, like, this this company that doesn't uh, care as much about making movies that will make a lot of money. Like, they, they, I mean, they do care about that. They have to, like, live as a, as a company. But, like, they're just known for, f like, finding these absolute gems that have, like, always been my favorite movies. And so when they gave us an offer, I was just, like, I don't know, it just, like, broke down. Like, this is what else can... Not to say my... It's, like, even close to, like, in a league of, like, those movies that I love at IFC, but just, like, the fact that they are, they're willing to put their name on it is just, like, so, so cool to me. All right, so Helen Harper. Helen Harper. I can't say much about it, but... Um, You're we, working on it. I'm working on it, yes. Okay. Like, I went... As soon as... Really, as soon as I stopped... Like, I finished editing House, like, probably a week before... Two weeks before South by Southwest got canceled, but as soon as I finished editing, I just went right into... Because I knew that through this opportunity, I would get other opportunities. So I was just like, I went right to work on um, making sure Helen Harper was what I remembered. Because I remembered it being good, but then when I read it again, <laughs> I was like, this isn't as good, but I, I've gone through and, and cleaned it up. And the TV show. TV show, Okay, yes. and is that, do you have a preference, like, moving forward, I'd like to do more 
films, TV shows. No, both. I don't have a preference at all. Like you just I just want good stuff. I just want good stuff. Yeah, like Helen Harper is just like a TV show. Like if it were a movie, I'd think I'd want to make a Helen Harper movie, but it's like it has to be a TV show. It's and on the acting side, are you gonna? I'll, be in- yeah, I want to act still. I um, it's really hard because like now I have an agent and manager who are like, you need to write, act, and direct, and everything you do from now on because they want to make money. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but I have I've, I'm having to. Like have conversations and like try to like, and also it's been really helpful because Jay also writes, acts, and directs, and so talking to him about like what's the smartest thing to do moving forward. Because moving forward, I will have like like say for this TV show, if I want to, I wrote it, but if I want to like act in it and direct the the pilot, like uh, I'll have a lot of money this time. So I like so whereas I'll probably have a lot of PTSD from my experience with house, it won't be the same experience at all yeah. because I'll have all this. Not only support and money, but like this, uh, I'll have the trust of the people helping me make it because of house. Cooper, there's a there's got to be a kid somewhere around the world right now who's gonna head to a school in the fall and yes, might be in a position to do some of the things you're doing. So when you think of your experiences, and I don't mean this in the cliche, like, oh, what advice do you have for a kid? But like, when yeah. you really think about, like, if someone came to you the same way you went to, to Jay Duplass and they wanted to pick your brain, what are the, the core things you think you'd want to make sure to convey to them? I think the best advice that I have is, like, really know what you want to do and what you care about doing. Once you, and, and it's like a constant, constant journey and, like, constant figuring out, like, what you want to do. But, like, I think that's the most important thing is like figuring out exactly what it is that you care about not maybe maybe not like what you you're good at because like I think people tell you like figure out what you're good at and like stick to that but like I think it's been really helpful to know like the very specific thing about like movie making and about um creating that I love to like that spot that I love to live in that's been really really helpful because I've like the whole way through it's been helpful and so i think that's my best advice is just like figure out what it is exactly that you care about doing 